When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. The podcast that all of a sudden has two good teams to cheer for. This week on Heart and Hand, it could be an ice rink in the middle of a wind tunnel. It won't stop us. So welcome to Art and Hand Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. I am your host as always. And I'm joined this week by a debutant, first of all, from the Blue Scarves On show on our Patreon network. If you're not listening to it yet, you really should be. And just ahead of our trip to Warsaw, it's Marina Banatine. Hello, Marina. Hello there, David. Now, Hello. no one is going to believe, having heard your voice, that you and I come from the same town. <laughs> yeah, we do indeed. Like, um, I think you literally live around the corner from my mum. So <laughs> now we were different ends of the town when I was growing up. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that might explain the voice quality <laughs> difference. But uh, yes, when we're bringing a lady onto heart and hand, then I thought about certain guests, and you can't have certain ones for obvious reasons. I needed a gentleman, and look, when you think gentleman, you think heart and hand. You think Martin Ramsey, don't you? Of course. Martin, hello. Good evening, David. Good evening, Marina. How are we? Excited about the future is probably the best way to describe it. Let's kick off then with two matches to cover. And they were kind of strange in a way because they were both um, expected victories, which is odd when you think of one of them, in particular Martin. And yet Rangers pretty easily um, overcame Mitchelland, were able to change 10 players before going to East Fife. And have given the players a solid week off before Warsaw. Yeah, um, it's it's all about gears, isn't it? We 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 approach these two games knowing that we well, hopefully we wouldn't have to be um, at the absolute best um, because we'll talk about it later. We've got a huge ten days coming up, I think, and it was it was very much like that. We uh, did enough, and we did enough still with with room to spare in both, um, which is. An improvement from from where we were certainly a couple of years ago, and even this time last year, I think. Marina, I think going into the first leg against Michelin, we thought it was going to be a big test. Rangers produced an exceptional performance, and I think it really was, rather than it being, oh, they're not as good as we thought they were or anything like that. I think it was just Rangers were very good, played the perfect European match with the exception of 10 minutes. But taking them back to Ibrox, whether or not it's, I don't know, a legacy of what we've been through over the last 10 years, I don't think anyone was worried, but you could tell that 
had maybe Michelin got that first goal, then I'm sure a few of us would have started to go, okay. Um, and after they missed that early chance, then Rangers pretty much asserted control. Um, absolutely, yeah. I think after supporting Rangers for many years, you can never take anything for granted. So even with that comfortable win, um, yeah, we've been burned before. <laughs> and I, I'm usually quite optimistic, not cocky, confident, but optimistic. Um, but having booked part of my trip to Warsaw already. Jinx. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a really stressful start to that game. So I'm glad that Rangers kind of helped ease my nerves early on um, when they got the first goal. Um, but all the way through it, all, all I was doing in my head was just counting like how many goals Mitchell Andrew then had to score. <laughs> so, to get back into it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Martin, it's a difficult one for the players because do you stick, do you twist, what do you do? And I was quite impressed by the fact that Rangers did very clearly decide we're going to go out and try and win the game without being crazy, without doing anything really silly. I think the midfield that was selected suggested that. But yet, creative players like Shiojo, best game in a Rangers shirt so far, Alfredo Morelos, who's just in amazing form at the moment. We will come to him and Jermaine Defoe later. But they were very professional. It's a word that keeps coming up this week. Yeah, and the tone was set from the selection, I thought. Um, quite a few of us maybe wondered, game pretty much done, will he, will he rest a few over these two games? Um, but he, with the the exception of Aribo for suspension reasons, or potential suspension reasons, he selected, I think, his um, version of his, his, his best 11. And they, they obviously delivered for him. And game management... Um, which is something that we're learning as time goes on. We, You mentioned the 10 minutes in Denmark where we had no game management at all, and I think everyone's mind went back to Moscow. Um, it's exactly that. How do we how do we approach this game? Well, we, we just see what happens uh, in those uh, initial stages, see what they're going to do, um, and hopefully gaps appear, and, and they did, and we, we, we exploited it, and the, the tie was kind of put to bed. Um, it was just a, a grown-up professional performance, job done, and as we kind of joked on the way out of Ibrox, it was like the old days, and then we remembered it absolutely was not like the old days, because <laughs> Rangers in Europe was not like that in any way, shape, or form. Um, professional no. um, game management uh, and just taking care of business after doing um, all that we needed to do in a, in an away first leg. We were usually trying to recover two or three goal deficits and qualify <laughs> for these things, so um, it was it was an enjoyable, uh, enjoyable evening, and there is just a growing maturity about the group that, that can probably only happen after a, a year together. It was never going to happen last year. Um, just too much to be yeah. done in, in, in that, that one summer, that, that just two windows. And uh, yeah, it was it was good to see. Let's talk about that stability that, that Martin mentions there, Marina. You don't get a year-on-year improvement when you're ripping everything up and starting again. Whereas I think that this year, because guys are settled in, that helps new signings when they come in because they've got people, rather than there being 15 of them, and they all have to basically um, gel immediately. I think that you can see that there are certain players who are making the step up, and, and two in particular. One is Ryan Jack, who I think has been delivering exceptional performances this season. I think he has gone up a level. But the other one, strangely, is Alfredo Morelos. Because yeah. nobody doubted that Alfie's a great player. We know this already. But there's 
just a little extra five, ten percent, whatever you want to call it at the moment, whether it's confidence, I don't know, movement, finishing. Uh, it, brilliantly described by, by someone on Twitter, he said, well, the two legs against Mitchell and he wore their defence like a hat. Yeah, it, it's good when, when we can focus on his football Yes. Um, yes. rather than all, all this and when he can sort of relax and just play good football as well but the to think even the the Hibs game like almost two years before we'd get beat 3-2 three, three by Hibs and um, I think Morelos scored he did um, yeah, and but, got booked um, for being fouled by Darren McGregor by being oh, caught round the neck by Darren McGregor oh, we'll come yeah. to John Beaton later he's having a hell of a week I know some things don't change then. No. Um, but yeah, and Jack gets sent off to have um, scored an own goal. So the difference in our long-standing players, um, is it for Morelos? Is it Defoe? Is it Stevie G? Is it both? Um, yeah. I think he's got manager who believes in him, absolutely. Uh, uh, 100% <laughs> believes in him and has defended the man, has stuck up for him with the exception of obviously when I think he, he really did go that one too many for everyone. Martin, we were talking about this coming out of the ground last week about Morelos. He didn't get into the Columbia squad and there hasn't been the interest in him, let's be honest, that, that I think we all assumed that there was going to be. Um, there's been rumours of a bid from China. There was a £10 million bid from West Brom. That's pretty much it. And look, we were discussing that as Rangers fans, we tend to go when we're talking about Alfie, oh, well, he did this or he did that or uh, this was taken out. Yes, we know the context of, well, it was for this, it was for that, it was rescinded, etc. But if you are a, a club looking at a player, you just see five red cards in 50 games, ugh, not worth the risk, we'll go to somebody else. It does appear, and it's very early doors, and I don't want to make a hostage to fortune, but that is something that if he wants to reach the level that he's capable of reaching, mm-hmm. that does need to change. Yeah, and there are mixed opinions in our camp, I think it's fair to say, our hand camp, not, not the Rangers camp, uh, about the importance or otherwise of his, his disciplinary record and um, does it put clubs off or not? Should it put clubs off or not? Which is probably a different question. Um, I, I think with Morelos... The, the Colombian thing's huge. I think you just have to have any um, cognizance of his social media um, uh, output to know how important that is um, to him. Missing out on the Copa America would have been a blow. Uh, there is no question the events at Parkhead um, had some kind of bearing on that. It's probably fair to say that there was a, a hope that a Copa America appearance really would put him in the frame um, for the, the kind of move that he wanted this summer. Um, so if those are linked the way that, uh, that, that some believe them to be, then nothing else is going to change him uh, if it's not that, um, because it's that important to him. And perhaps now that the, the English window has, has closed, maybe there's another route to, to the Premier League, maybe through France, you know, we're not home and hose jet with respect to that um, but if there is a feeling that okay uh, I uh, there's some contributory negligence here on my, on my side uh, get the head down do what I'm doing just now uh, getting back to that counting to, to 10 when I'm on the deck thing uh, mm. and, and just do my, my, my work and my dreams will, will be realised uh, and if that is the case then 
his management, our management, um, have, have done their job because uh, a few months ago, um, you know, he was he was going. Any worries? And I think they were legit, given what happened a couple of years ago um, after the China move fell through, that he wouldn't show up. I think we can put to bed because he's been exceptional, and as I say, he's taken his game on to another level, which is absolutely wonderful. So from there, uh, the highs of that, we then went to East Fife in the Betfred Cup. Slightly less glamorous, I think it's fair to say. And what a weird game of football this was in terms of, firstly, Rangers made 10 changes, only Glenn Kamara kept his place. We got to have a look at a few new boys who've arrived in. Um, the pitch was one of these plastic pitches, which uh, I, I don't want to sound like somebody standing complaining about the the sea coming in, but they're not very good. And on top of that, obviously, a, a, a park with one stand, you're going to get wind just off the water. That's exactly what, what did happen. And Marina, I think that it was more to me about getting through. I didn't expect a 6-7 scintillating performance because at times it looked like a team that never played together because they've never played together. Exactly. A good a good training game for them, as you said. If, if you'd have offered me 3-0 before the game, I would happily have taken that. So, yeah, I'm more than happy with that result and with no injuries, no drama. Um, yeah, job done. Yeah, I think that it was never going to be a, a joyful occasion, Martin. It's a put-to-bed game, really. But what we did get was, and I was impressed by this, Jermaine Defoe, who is you know, a big name in football, who's, who's you know been there, done it, bought the T-shirt, all of that kind of stuff. He kind of, I suppose you would understand if he thought, oh, bloody hell, I'm getting picked for this game you know, against against these jobbers. None of that, you know, enthusiastic, full of air, full of passion, full of running, loved his goal. Um, and so he should have because it was a beauty. And six for him already this season, nine for Alfredo. They don't play together, which means you're getting these, game, these goals generally in different matches. And all of a sudden we look as we've got some serious firepower up there. We do. We've talked before uh, about the the issues with getting uh, an alternative when you play that that formation. You're not playing two up front. You're just playing with the one. Um, getting someone who's prepared to be uh, a number two um, of the relevant um, quality is difficult. Uh, I suppose at a different level, uh, how hard that is when you have an absolute kind of locked in. Uh, first choice. It's no secret or no coincidence that Defoe is still in the shape he's in, at the age he's in. He is a professional footballer in in every sense of the word. He looks after himself. He loves the game. Uh, he loves this challenge. I think you could see that from from the the, the moment he arrived. He's got those um, first few months uh, at the end of a season under his belt. He's got a pre-season under his belt and he, he's just ready to go. He will be used. We we cannot rely on the, the, the one player because you'll run him into the ground and some defences are better at, uh, you know, we've seen it, we've seen the evidence, they're better at playing, setting up against Rangers um, when it is Morelos because when Morelos is at the top of the tree we play in a slightly different way than, than when Defoe's up there. So we need options, not just in personnel but, but in great. shape. And he, his goal was great. Listen, 
it's, it's probably a, a sign of the times and the, the level of saturation we have and I understand Pot Kettle Black here uh, as we, we meet yet again as we do every week uh, to talk about every uh, aspect of, of Rangers but this is the kind of game during the 1990s um, would be on a midweek and you'd barely check Teletext to see what the update was because it would just be taken care of and you've all three now did McCoy score okay no Murray <laughs> scored oh, good to see him getting a run it. it's just <laughs> it's in the background it's just, just there there's nothing you can take from it right unless there's a disaster. Um, it's it's difficult to take too much away, um, but because of the, the the fact as you mentioned, the the the, the one tunnel, the the pitch that it must be in the back of players' minds. There's going to be a klaxon going off at any time to say that another group's got this at three. Can you move along, boys? <laughs> um, it's it's just one of those afternoons. Get the job done. Get some minutes in the legs uh, of some of the uh, the players who aren't playing all the time. I've seen a bit of consternation about well, you know, these second stringers and Defoe and Aribo and Kamara even aren't really in that bracket. Um, you know, we, we surely we're going to see them kind of champion at the bit. You're just not in a Betfred Cup match in those conditions against these Fife, right? It. it, it it's it's difficult to assess either way, um, and just as Marina said, job done. Just just get up the road into the hat, and um, more plastic pitch uh, fun awaits. Mm-hmm. Yes, as we we head to Livy, which I can't go to because I'm a jinx. I've never seen us win at Livingston, and I've been plenty, so uh, I'll I'll be on the, watching that one on the telly. Um, Marina, what I liked about yesterday, just before we, we, we got into more depth in the game, was that Stephen Gerrard, Jermaine Defoe and Brittany Polster were all uh, <laughs> at New Bayview, which must have been <laughs> something that nobody could have dreamed of. But it's not the most unusual place Brittany's going to be, is it? No, no, not at all. Brittany will soon be appearing on Heart and Hands. Um, Caroline and I have been speaking to her. Um, we're big fans of her videos, which I'm sure a lot of Rangers supporters are. Your army of loyal pervert fans will be <laughs> absolutely... I think you'll kill a couple of my subscribers. You owe me one ninety nine per month for each one that, that drops yeah, in. Yeah, it's going to be too much. It's going to be too much. Marina was preparing for coming on today, so, like, you know, the, the hint and tip we're speaking to, you know, in public is that you just imagine your audience naked but for for them that's literally usually the yeah, it might be the other way around unfortunately but uh no uh all joking aside uh martin's right you can't really read too much into this game in an ideal world you'd go out and play wonderful football and win seven eight now we learned in the lower divisions it doesn't always work out like that circumstances do sort of dictate the positives first of all let, let, let's chat about that jermaine defoe obviously he was great really enjoyed watching him the other one for me and this might sound a little strange given the game and the fact that it was a bit of a canter in all honesty was where's fodderingham now you can't really judge someone as we've mentioned and we'll, we'll talk about this you know, throughout any of the players because of the circumstances. But every time I've seen Wes recently, I've seen him quite a lot, you know, pre-season and in the last season, I just can't help but thinking, you're a much better goalkeeper than you were um, when you were the first team goalkeeper here. He's out of contract at the end of the season. He seems happy at Rangers. And I, I think we all just assumed that he would be here until he left, if you know what I mean. He, you know, he was just biding his time. Yeah, he's good number two, but he'll go. I wonder if long term the thinking is, you know, he could be our number one. And if he was to get a new deal, Marina, is that something you'd be for? Definitely, definitely. I think he has really impressed when he's had the chance. Um, so to have that maturity not to be in the huff, being a huff 
I might not be in first choice. And he has made some great saves. I've definitely got more confident. He was never a bad keeper. Um, no. Remember in the, the semi-final of firm game, but um, when it went no, to penalties, fault. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Yeah, but like getting us through on penalties as well. It just shows you the difference in mindset. You are an upbeat person. You went to that <laughs> one. I went to the humiliating one a couple of oh, years later. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I don't think we could ever blame him for, for that. No. Um, so, yeah, um, I have been really impressed with him. Maybe he's seeing, you know, the way McGregor's going with his mood swings and this and that, that he probably will get a lot of um, opportunities due to bookings <laughs> or Alan McGregor being suspended. But I'm glad that he has been given the cup, that he's given the cup games and we're getting to see him and ho- hopefully he does stay. Um, yeah. I, I just think that I, I did have problems with long term listeners will know I, I felt that shots from outside the box, etc. But Martin, is it a case of well, hang on a minute here, he's working with a better class of, of goalkeeper, first of all, and he's working with a better class of coach and he is improving. And he's a goalkeeper. I mean they you know, the the old cliche that you can't really judge them age wise as you would uh, an outfielder. I would hope they'd pick up um, a few a few bits and pieces. Uh, he's worked with one of the best goalkeepers in the the, the, the club's history, and that's saying something. Um, he is good backup. We are we're in a good position to to have him in the cup competitions or to be called upon um, when McGregor goes rage at someone uh, and ends up in the stands <laughs> for, for a few games. Um, uh, it was going to take a lot though, David, for for him to work his way back into a position to be Rangers number one. Um, McGregor just doesn't give you some something different technically. He has a, a presence longer term um, that he gave immediately um, to the to the team when he, when he came there that, that infuses something in his wider defensive unit and just, just the team. And, you know, Wes is, is perfectly decent, but he's he's not that. Uh, and I'd, I'd have to see a lot more um, to convince me that that he's the next Rangers number one when McGregor finally goes. But absolutely, if if if, if the financials worked and he, he could stay for for even another year, is is that that, that alternative? Yeah, that, that that works for me. I suppose I just have nightmares about crap number twos. Ali Maxwell, this is your fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he's, right. will... he's not Ali Maxwell. Is he? He's not. No, he's he's. I'm perfectly happy to see him in the team as opposed to walking at the Ibrox and going off. Oh, um, but um, back to back to yesterday, Marina Joe Aribo, He's been sensational since since we got him, and he's settled straight away, taken to life at Rangers. Fans love him. Says he's you know uh, the manager says he's really enjoying his time here. Called into the Nigeria squad. I was a bit surprised to see him yesterday. I've got to be honest. I know he didn't play on Thursday due to suspension. Uh, worries. He wasn't suspended, but uh, there was worry if he picked up a booking. But um, he's certainly going to start. Well, I would assume he's going to start on Thursday. But again, didn't let it bother him. Wasn't a great pitch, but the moments of skill that he produced were far and away the most interesting thing about the match, I thought. Yeah, he is just a joy to watch, and he was a joy to watch um, at East Fife. Um, he, I know CVG in his post-match interview was saying that like good players are good all the time. They don't just pick and choose when to be good and talking about Defoe. I think that also applied to, to Aribo or Aribo. Um, and he just wasn't, he didn't seem phased and he didn't seem to like, to think he was above it. Like, what am I doing here? I shouldn't be playing in this game. Um, like after Lee Boyer advising him against Scottish football. But I'm yes. not sure. Do you think like because he came from 
is it non-league or semi-pro yeah, football before Charlton? Steams, I think. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's maybe why it was steamed quite at home uh, at Bayview? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I think that he's just one of these guys who loves playing football. Um, it's, it, it's not quite a job for him. Defoe's got a touch of that as well. Yeah. And, and I think it, that... Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that they've got that that sort of love of the game and, and wanting the ball. I, I love midfielders who want the ball all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love a midfielder who, who says, you know, give it to me and I'll make something happen. And his track record so far for doing that has been excellent. Um, he, yeah, he is just a, 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 the type of player that I think, Martin, you can, you can see fans really taken to. And also he is something we didn't have. Yes, he... We've talked about this before, but he gives us a, a presence and a threat um, with his passing and shooting from outside the box, which means you can have as low a block as you like. It doesn't matter. And there is there's something about that that gets teams instantly now worried and, and focusing on him. Um, and that's that's the kind of thing you need to, to, to try and you know move teams about, move players about and, and kind of generate a bit of space and the kind of games that we, we know um, will be uh, upon us again soon enough. Um, so he he's, he's, seems to be grasping the opportunity again, seems to be um, enjoying uh, life at the club. Uh, again, the Gerrard connection, that, that just doesn't happen without him. No. And he, listen, the numbers seem to suggest he would give us exactly what he is giving us um you know beforehand um he was wanted by uh, more than a few clubs and and th- th- there's a good reason for that so still early days uh, i remember all the uh many um, bouts of poetry that were written um about Koulibaly about this time last year mm-hmm. um but he yeah i, I think there's potentially something really special and we should enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, we get the blame for Koulibaly because we sponsored them, and it wasn't our fault, right? I mean, we didn't we didn't kick him. That was, <laughs> that, was that was one of the McGinns, the, the the two dozen McGinns playing in Scottish football that did that. But uh, yes, he he has been tremendous. Marina, before we uh, before we talk about his performance and his debut, and also the the news that he's not in the Euro squad, let's nail the nickname for Philip Hellander. Is he Dolph or is he Thor? What are we going with? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I I can't decide. Dolph, I think he's more. I I, uh, I, I would go with Dolph, but I've seen yeah. Thor, Martin. Oh. Um, more of a Thor, Thor man myself. Um, right. Majority rule, though, mate. Ah <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's not going to keep me up um, at night. I just I hope we see enough of him for a nickname to of any relevance. To well, I thought he played reasonably well. I know that yeah. that wasn't. Shared by everyone. No, did, did you know? I thought yeah, he, I thought he was fine. I yeah. know, but and I've, he did seen... exactly. He did exactly what again we've we've been looking for. I know it's only five, and I've just said we can't take anything out of this game. But um, this pod would be about twenty minutes long if that was the case. Mm. Um, but he, he and if you, anyone hasn't read Adam Thornton's piece on um, um, modern football, I think it is um, about how we um, struggle or how we uh, hope to break um, the, the teams that sit in so so deeply, um, that's exactly one facet of that, a centre-half who can genuinely bring the ball out um, of defence and, and find that pass because it sets the hair running in Scotland. They're not used to to that happening. Uh, and, you know, 
very early signs against a very limited team. But in the conditions we've, we've talked about, you still, you still managed to do that with a plum. I thought he was absolutely fine. I'm, I'm not sure what I, I missed yesterday. No, I didn't really see it either. But some people, I actually have seen the word bomb scare used. Um, and I was oh, like, what? You know, the, the, really? I mean, it's not that we don't have recent experience, Marina, of centre halves well, who are a bomb scare. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's not like we've been spoiled for choice over the past <laughs> few years. So. Our standards are so high. Um, I think, uh, as people have said, it's it, it's very hard to judge anyone on that game yesterday. Um, but I, I thought he did well and almost getting a goal, as or getting the goal if he's um, being credited with it. I, I think, you know, if he, if he's a defender or defence didn't he, let in any goals. No, he was, he, he was, Absolutely fine, I thought. Yeah. But you know, um, you know, I, I suppose it's it's all about opinions. Even wrong ones uh, <laughs> are are important. Uh, just listening to you there, Marina. I think we do have to explain. Um, Marina and I are from the same town, but we didn't go to the same school. <laughs> is it that obvious? It really is. Come on. But I didn't go to the Catholic <laughs> school just to. No, I know. Well, we don't have one in Co-Winning. You know, so I mean, obviously. But uh, no, she she went to a, a proper school, whereas I went to Co-Winning Academy. Weirdly, though, when whenever you go to Glasgow, because uh, up there, academy means posh school. <laughs> and so you say, I went to Co-Winning Academy, and people from Glasgow Uni would go like, oh, really? And I'm like, no, no, mate, it's, it's a company. It's a high school, I think, that they call them up there. But, uh, but yeah, slightly slightly different. Um, Martin, he's been left at the Euro squad, and, and that is interesting because it's a big, big, big match for us. Legia Warsaw, good side, a lot of money on the line for us. And, yes, you've got 22 bodies, and that's it, and it's a pain in the hole. But even so... You would maybe have you can't, I think, look at this now and think, well, you're not the fourth choice, or am I reading too much into it? No, he, he, he is, um, by definition. If he's the fourth choice in November, then there, there could be a wee bit of concern about the, the kind of outlay and, and, and why, and, and certainly if we, if we are talking this time next year and he hasn't made an impact um, maybe there there are some sports science concerns about just you know getting him in at the, the right time, I, I have absolutely no idea but the, the, the fact is though our centre half pairing at the moment are um, very solid uh, at this moment in time and clearly the manager's happy with that and Edmondson's just maybe had a bit more game time, a, a little more game time uh, and, and you'll, you'll go with that. Um, I, I'm not reading too much into it at the moment, but as I said, if we ever did get to the groups, for example, and, and that squad was, was announced and he wasn't there, that would be uh, inconsistent, I think, with, with spending that kind of money um, on a player which was not expected at all, really, of the club no. in the summer. I suppose it's a balance, Marina, between... Do you say, well, he was three million, he's got to go into the side, or do you say that, well, Nico's been absolutely superb. Him and Goldson have been excellent for us, you know, regularly. We know this. You go with the guys in form, they've got the jersey, and that's the end of it. Um, no, I think it'd be silly um, to play him just because he's worth, like, or because we spent this money on him. Um, we saw what a, a detrimental impact it had on Catch last year, dropping him. For no good reason, really. So, whilst he is playing well, 
uh, yeah, I don't think that we can or we should drop Katic. Well, I'm uh, a big, big Nico fan. I mean, I, I, I admit that. So I'm kind of like, yeah, it'd be great to put Hellander in the team. But if it means that Katic is going out and there is the argument that says the combos you can have are, you, you couldn't really play Katic and uh, Hellander because they're, they're both the guys who want to yeah. go and command. Uh, mm-hmm. Goldson is the, the, the sweeper type. Edmondson's the sweeper type, the, the pace guy in Edmondson's case who can get in behind. So, or, or cover in behind rather if, if you get done on the counter. It needs to be one and one, if you like. So maybe they are just directly competing against each other. But it was it was really interesting. The other one left out of the squad, uh, the, the players coming in were Brandon Barker and Andy King, for anyone wondering. The the other player, Martin, was Greg Doherty. And I, I wonder what that tells us about his future at Ibrox. Precarious. Mm. Um, sixth choice in, in, in midfield um, we had a chat second half of last season on, on this show um, when he started um, started well at Shrewsbury and we tended to look at loan moves well we tend to look at everything the way we want to look at it but we, we tend to look at loan moves as look that that's great he's getting some time uh, and some games under his belt he's really playing well he's going to come back at a far better prospect for us or well yeah but that's his level and uh, I, I just don't know it's just not happened for him under two managers three managers I don't know can't remember now we've, we've yeah Marty signed them yeah, um, so it's, uh, yeah, uh, it doesn't look great. Whether he needs, uh, is another loan going to change that? And that's what I mean. The, the, I, I don't know what so. more he could have done in England last year to have impressed the manager. To be given so, an opportunity, yeah. Yeah, uh, so it is a kind of, right, you've, 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 went, you, you've gone away, you, you've, you've uh, really got your head down, you, you've performed very well, we're getting a better player back. Or as I said, as the manager's going, well, yeah, but that uh, maybe that's just the level. We project a lot onto that, I, I think. Uh, but what we think doesn't really matter. The, the manager's pretty clear. Um, and Andy King, who hasn't played a great deal of football himself <coughs> over the past few years, straight in the door. Yeah, uh, and wasn't signed, let's be honest, if he wasn't going to at least be in contention to feature. I don't yep. think he came in to be the sixth choice uh, for a midfield three. So, yeah, it doesn't bode too well for Greg Doherty. Marina, you are off to Warsaw, as previously stated. It's going to be some game. I mean, they have this uh, infamous home support. It's going to be, I think, looking around our Euro travels the last couple of seasons, the most intense match that we've had. They are in a bit of financial bother themselves. They desperately need the money. Um, not not having a great time of it uh, over the last couple of seasons. Um, what are you expecting from this match? I'm uh, I'm hoping. I, I don't know. People are saying that they're not the team that they were, but I I, I think it's it's always a dangerous game. I I, I like um, I think it will be a tough game, but hopefully we can rise to it. Um, like we've shown before. Um, it'd be nice to come away with a win and just a really good. I 
I just, I really want to see Rangers win away in Europe. I've not done that yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, well um, if, if, if it happens, then you can get the credit. But if it goes wrong, you get the blame. Get the blame. Uh, and Caroline as well. So blame both of us. I'll, we'll blame, <laughs> we'll blame both of you. Um, no, I'll, I could get in trouble for that. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't oh, yeah. Hashtag me too. Um, you know, Edgar called me a jinx coming up. That uh, I just I don't need that in my life. <laughs> Martin, it, it is a different challenge because you know we talk a lot about the intensity of our fans at Ibrox, and I think that the, this team had benefited from that. The Celtic matches spring to mind, but you are going to face a very intense, intimidating atmosphere. Mm. You're going to have to be mentally strong. And I, I like to think we are. I think that they've shown signs of that. But they, also last season, there were times we showed signs of mental fragility. And you're up against a, a, a really good team. I agree with Marina. I see this, this whole law. They're not what they were. They're still pretty decent. Um, and I think that we have to be aware of the size of the challenge and not let Mitchell and maybe blind us to how big a challenge this is. Hey, it's a different one. I think you're right in terms of the atmosphere I can't think off the top of my head, uh, apart from old film games, I guess, where we will have entered into that that kind of uh, fray. Um, I don't know, not being a professional footballer myself, uh, how um, important that is once the the whistle goes and the the, the game kicks off. Uh, it's a it's a tough ask. I think it's a finely poised kind of contest. I think it was pretty much fifty fifty. Um, we might see one of those kind of Maribor or Osiek uh, away performances um, from from last year, perhaps, rather than the the Michelin one from uh, the other week, uh, and then that really would leave it um, very finely poisoned in the, the Ibrox leg. They've started slowly, I, I think, in the, the league. I think Police League's five games in. Um, the kind of mid-table next to Gornick Zabry, who really should be Polish champions every year, yes. uh, in my opinion, going back to um, along with Katowice, indeed, yes. indeed. Um, yep. So uh, they aren't what they what they were. I think that's fair to say, but still a, a, a tough test. And well, listen, we we said this time last year or, or in September, sorry, that we had absolutely no business being in the group stage of the Europa League that early on. I'm not entirely sure, given our coefficient and given where we are, that we can demand just to, to you know, stroll through four qualifiers again. This is a far tougher proposition than UFA um, because of the the, the third round um, draw that we, we got then. And yeah, um, so it's just another test of where we are. If, if we if we don't make it, that would be a blow, but um, we can we can concentrate obviously in domestic business if we do it's, an, it's another remarkable achievement but it's um, I don't think it's a side lacking in confidence though you know uh, I don't think we're going there maybe on the back of a wobble um, let's say for example we no. needed extra time at home to beat a, a lower league um, club in the, 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 the league cup that's ridiculous not a team in Europe certainly um, so that that might be a bit a different proposition, but I think they'll and Kat, you talked about Katic before the the boys in the zone, you know, mm-hmm. um, you would hope the kind of game that he will he will relish. Um, so it'll be it'll be an interesting one, a nervy one though, and it's good to be back, excited, nervous yeah. about about European games. Because uh, oh, the, the Danes were talked up a fair, fair bit, and so there was a wee bit of all right, okay, I've never seen them, um, but you know they're they're getting a good write up, and 
that that was a pleasant uh, experience. Uh, it's going to be tough though. It's going to be a big ask. They're not all bad though, Marina, because they fucking hate Celtic. <laughs> Good taste, then, or no wonder. Uh, yes, yeah. no wonder. That's uh, <laughs> the, the very phrase. Um, after it cost them a lot of money, and a lot of leisure fans actually put down having to sell players before they wanted to and before they'd matured to what they thought they were going to be. So for less money, uh, down to that. Oh, it sounds familiar. Yeah, well, aye. but uh, aye, but in this case, in that case, we'd blown it. In their case, they'd won six one over two yeah. legs. So um, yeah, I think true. you can understand their their disappointment. The age old question: financially, we know it's not even a question. You know, it, it, we need to get into this league. To, it'll be much better for us if we do. But there is that other side of it that says if we were to go out getting yeah. the extra time, going for the league title, it maybe wouldn't be the worst thing in that sense. Exactly. And compared to the Champions League, the Europa Cup, yes, it's, it's money. It's money that we do need, but it's not a huge amount compared to as well, like what we might spend or lose, like risking players, tiredness or injury. Um, so eternal optimist, I'm going to see the, the, the positive in any situation. If we get through excellent um if we don't then our heads down and focus on focusing domestic league and hopefully yep. a, a cup as well so i don't think we can unless we get completely embarrassed i doubt uh, that i, I just so. don't see that in a in a gerard team we could lose um absolutely but i, I just you don't really do you you just don't see a four or five well I, you know hopefully as i say i'm not sitting here next week with cut broadfoot style uh, <laughs> egg lodged in face at high speed but um before we go then folks um i'd like to talk uh about uh our, our separated brethren across the city um you may have seen that tom boyd has emerged from under the bush he sleeps in and was commentating on as, as martin says celtic's shameful performance in the uh, victory that they eventually got over lower league Dunfermline when he appeared, I like that report here, appeared to suggest that the referee was bent. Um, he, it was John Beaton and he said his decision not to award Celtic a penalty was premeditated, said it's very difficult when you're playing against 12 men and we always are and then suggested that Beaton would be welcome in his pub later tonight. Now, we have, just as we came on air, we read that the compliance officer is going to look into these comments. <laughs> Lol! But, um, uh, Martin, firstly, it's the world's worst fucking conspiracy because they've won nine trophies in a row. And it takes to me a special sort of mindset, incidentally, to be able to believe that shit despite the evidence. But the the reason I want to mention this is I'm all for let people say stupid things. That's that's cool, right? And and what you do in your own channel and all the rest of it. John Beaton received death threats after the January game, which incidentally came after Celtic stoked up, sent out their media poodles to, to stoke it up against them. He needed a police escort into matches. His life was altered by this. And yet here you have somebody feeding on an official channel, and someone who does have, you know, I'm glad we don't have as many people who look as though they bathe in piss as Tom Boyd as our uh, ambassadors, but surely that's legitimising to these these people, the, the online crazies, etc. Yeah, you're right, and you can do this stuff. 
well, t- Tom Boyd says I'm right and it's okay. And that to me is why this should receive punishment. Tom Boyd is the online crazy. <laughs> he's he's he, that that film. You don't get to appear in that if without it being a kind of office style mockumentary and the whole thing's a, um, a, a kind of deliberate joke and then get to have any gravitas as a um, a, a proper football commentator. I mean, it, it's over. Um, so if, if that didn't get him in front of the compliance officer, um, then, you know, you have to wonder what, what does... Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is an unprecedented level of success in Scottish football, um, and it it's never ever far from the surface. It's it's I'm doing research on this book. I don't know if you you know I'm, I'm right, one David, but um, are you writing a book? It, it, no, I don't like to talk about it. But the, it's it's there. I mean, the, the Davy Hay um, reaction at the 1986 Skull Cup final um, almost. Literally picked up the ball and and, and walked off the, the hand <laughs> and, and again talked about we we might as well go to you know the English league because you know we just don't get a fair crack of the whip and and all this kind of stuff. I was going to say the nineties broke them and and Brian Lidrup broke Tom Boyd and all that, but it's 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 just there. It's part of the it's part of the shtick um, because it, it plays to um, the madhouse and they pay for Celtic TV so. It, it, it's it's not overly surprising. It's it's it's, it's fortunate. I'm not seeing the incident because I'm I'm not a pervert. I wasn't watching Celtic at the at the weekend, but it's it's incredible. Well, it, it should be incredible. But then look at the film. You know, he starred in something like that. Starred. He's, he's involved in something. <laughs> he Can is. You imagine that? The casting. <laughs> we need to do a screen test, Tom. Hang on, I need to get some Vaseline on the screen. Uh, oh man. Yeah. So he is an online crazy. He is a mentalist. He's 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 writing some of these. He's preparing some of these lines on his wall and shit. He's a fucking nut job. But this is not. This is not a, a professional journalist that's gone rogue somehow. Um, that's a story. It's uh, I can't be. They're not going to do anything. Obviously, that just you know. I'll look into it as, as the story, I think. Um, I don't expect any action to be taken, but he's he's just a local mentalist. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about it. It's going to get worse, Marina, as we get closer to 55. Oh, absolutely. And as fun as it is to watch, it, it, it is quite scary, though. Um, that's what, like, I was wondering about Tom Boyd. Is he just pandering? Does he know what he's doing? Is he pandering to the masses like Chris Sutton? Is it? Is I it don't think so. I, I agree with you. I think Sutton knows what he's doing. Uh-huh. Oh, he does. But Tom Boyd's actually... I, 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 no, I don't know. I agree with... I think that's just what he is. I think yes, he's just... Celtic-minded. Yes. <laughs> like that paranoid, deluded mentality where they do think that the world's against them despite all the evidence to the contrary. And if things don't... Someone, sorry, so spoiled, so, sorry, Marina. So someone on Twitter was talking about the George Cadet ASFA registration today as if it was last week. Yes. You know, as if this is still a burning uh, grievance. Now, we we love to talk about old games. Some of us have a you know a whole podcast okay. career on it, but um, uh, but it, and we there's still wee things that that, that annoy you, right? You, you come across it against. I can't believe that boy was sent off. They still talk about this kind of stuff, you know, as if it's current affairs. Mm. 
Yeah, um, it's fast. No, they it, do. It never leaves them. And it's passed that, on. It's the, no, it is, it's the equivalent of England playing Germany, getting a bad decision and going, oh, they were like that in the war, you know. Um, it's just, <laughs> it has no relevance at all, but it's not going to change. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's going to get worse as we as we get closer to the, the title. So strap yourselves in, folks. Right, that will do us for this week on Heart and Hand. Now, um, people have asked about when's Heart and Hand Extra coming back. It doesn't come out if we're playing on a Thursday, folks. The reason for that is if we record before it, there's no point. And if we record after it, it, trust me, nobody listens. It comes out on the Friday and then there's a new one out on the Monday. So that's why uh, it will come back as soon as we have three weeks or whatever or play earlier in the week. But till then, um, it's one per week. So we'll be back next Monday. If you want to catch up with all of us, and you've heard lovely plugs there from both Martin and Marina on their shows on our network, uh, Heart and Hand on Patreon, you just go to patreon.com forward slash heart and hand, where for just one ninety nine per month, you can get all of this. Worth it for the Britney show alone, I'm telling you. <laughs> Um, it's going to be worth it for the comments, I think, afterwards anyway. <laughs> so uh, thanks to our executive producers, London, Mike Lee and Paul Miles. And thank you to my two guests. Firstly, the wonderful debutante, uh, Miss. Oh, sorry, is it Miss? I want to get your, Either your are, terminology I'm, I'm correct. <laughs> All right. I'll just go with Marina Bannatyne. <laughs> um, thank you very much for having me on, David. Um... And Mr. Martin Ramsey. Pleasure, David. Enjoy your trip, Marina. Thank yes. you. I hope you are the lucky child. If you if you win, you will. If we win, you do all the credit for it. Hey, <laughs> folks, we'll be back. Stay safe if you're heading to Warsaw. Talk to you again next time. This time next week. Cheers. Bye. Podcast Network.